Every day, people like you are making the decision to start their own business. During this process, there are any number of questions that may come up. On Entrepreneur's Think Tank, we dive deep into the minds of those who have done it before. Learn from their journey as you work to build your empire. Here is your host, Nicole Henderson. Hello. Thank you for joining this episode of Entrepreneur's Think Tank. I'm your host, Nicole Henderson. Have you ever sat and thought about having your own podcast? Well, when I was going through that process, I know that I had a lot of questions like, what tools do I use? Which software do I need? What days of the week should I post? Uh, What I learned in this entire process is that the podcast community is extremely helpful. My guest today is a fellow podcaster, and he has a podcast called Misfit Entrepreneur. Dave Lucas, a serial entrepreneur himself, Um, has guests on that talk about the unconventional ways they have used to launch their businesses. So today we're going to hear his story of launching his podcast, his why, and also a little bit about what he talks about on his podcast. So I hope you enjoy the show. I look forward to your feedback. And don't hesitate to send us any feedback via Twitter. That's a great way to send us show suggestions or questions that you may have for guests that we have had on or have coming up. I hope you enjoy the show. Dave, I want to thank you for joining us on Entrepreneur's Think Tank. Ed, thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. So I want to go ahead and give you a chance to tell my audience about your podcast, and then we're going to get into just this journey of getting a podcast launched. Yeah, absolutely. So my podcast is called The Misfit Entrepreneur, and uh, it's interesting how it kind of came about. We launched it in uh, August of uh, 2016, so last year, and um yeah, I own a number of other businesses and things, but about um, three years ago, my wife and I adopted our daughter from China, and um, just like any any parent, you know, it's it, it's interesting, it, you know, when you go from not having kids to having a kid, whether you just you you have a baby in the hospital, all of a sudden, you know, there's your baby, or you know, when you go and you get an eighteen month thrust into your arms, you know, in China, it's, I think it's still the same type of feeling that everybody gets is, oh my gosh, we're parents now. Right. Yes. And so, um, you know, figuring that out, going through all that. And, uh, in the first six months of having her home, I found myself even at 18 months, you know, uh, old teaching her, you know, all these different things and pulling from my past. I've been fortunate to study with, you know, great leaders like Brian Tracy and Zig Ziglar and the Tony Robbins of the world, a lot of other, you know, really top, you know, entrepreneurs and people in their fields throughout the years. And um, I put a lot of stuff together from that. It's actually how I I came out with my first book. And um, I found myself, I would get reminded of all these things that I had forgotten. And it was like, oh my gosh, how much of this amazing information have I forgotten that I may never remember to impart on this child or give to this child. And so it kind of spurred this idea of what's a way that when I remember this information or when I meet somebody that has this amazing 
you know, way of doing things or uh, secrets to success. How, how do I immortalize that? So someday after I'm dead and gone, she'll have that to refer back to and have in her life. And so started looking at mediums, you know, do I do a blog? Do I do like a video blog? Um, do I do it just as a personal thing to her? So she has it and, you know, she finds it, you know, I'd leave it in the will or, you know, all that type of stuff. And, you know, as I looked at things, I, I, I kept coming back to podcasts because I listen to a lot of podcasts. And for me, podcasts are the one thing, the one medium I would say that is multidimensional. And what I mean by that is that you you can feel the emotion. You see, you can feel my emotion in, in talking about this and, you know, my uh, passion about it and that sort of thing. So, you know, that's one of the nice things about podcasts. And you can take them with you anywhere. You can have them in the car. You can listen in the gym. You know, you can do all that sort of thing versus like a blog where you have to be there and read it or that sort of thing. So it, it offers kind of that stimulation and that multidimensional type of, uh, you know, working with your senses the way that most people gravitate to. And so I finally set on a podcast and then, you know, figured out how to do one, started doing like anybody else doing research and, you know, brought it together and you have know, been really fortunate. It's been an amazing, amazing journey. And we've doubled the audience size every single month since we started. And, uh, it just continues to grow and we're, we're reaching people in over 50 countries now. That, that's amazing. And so you said a lot there. And I think one of the clear things that um, I ga- have gathered and I've told clients that have come to me is understanding your why you want to do this, um, because it's not the easiest thing to do, especially um, not to learn. It's not hard or terribly difficult, but um, depending on where you are technology wise, it's not the easiest thing to do either. Um, So understanding your why is so important. So for me, I want to make sure that I, like you, I come across some amazing people that may not want to start their own podcast or have a blog to share their story, but what they have to share is so powerful. So I want to be able to capture that and bottle it, you know, for lack of a better term, and be able to share that with other individuals that are trying to start their businesses. And I, like you, went through the realm of, Do I have time to write a blog on a consistent basis? Um, Can I get the effect that I want um, from these other mediums and landed on a podcast? And um, one of the reasons I landed in the podcast mode was because here in Atlanta, people spend a lot of times in their cars. And um, I know that a lot of busy individuals listen to podcasts in their phones through Bluetooth and on the train and different things. So For me, podcast was a great way to reach the audience that I wanted to reach. So I want to back up and um, talk about day one. Like, what did it take, uh, and not the how-to of blogging, but what did it take, uh, blogging, the how-to of podcasting, but what did it take to get you started from conception to, what was kind of the first place you started digging around into to figure out how to make this all work? Well, the first thing when you take on any endeavor is you have to choose. You have to make the choice and you have to make the commitment to do it. Um, you know, anything you do, if you're not willing to do that, then you're either not going to see it through or you're not going to, uh, you know, do the best you can do at it. So for me, it was uh, I'm a big deadline guy. So when I do make a commitment, I set the deadline and I don't miss the deadline. That's I will work 23 hours a day if I have to to get there. And it's just something that I've learned over time and in everything else. So 
in order to start this thing, you know, it's it, it's pretty straightforward. Podcasts are are not that complicated. I think we make them more complicated than they have to be. And there, you know, there's groups out there that have whole programs around all this stuff and everything else. But at the at the heart of it, you know, you need a platform that you can uh, utilize. So you can uh, choose from a number of them uh, to produce, put your uh, information into. So uh, today, uh, the, the two that I use are SoundCloud and uh, Liberated Syndication, Libsyn. Uh, Libsyn's been the one that's been around the longest. There are others out there, pretty reliable, but it allows you to cut your podcast. And once you've cut it, you can load it into Libsyn and then you can distribute it across all the different mediums, which are like iTunes, Google Play Music, um, a number of other you know different ones that are out there, Stitcher Radio, um, and, and a lot of others, even YouTube and all that sort of thing. And so you load it in once, you set things up, and, and you go. But it's like anything else. you got to figure out how to use that platform, and you got to watch the how-to videos and all that sort of thing. So if you, if you look at something from a systematic standpoint and you, you take a step back and you say, okay, what are the things I need to do to do this? To produce a podcast, obviously you got to have a microphone, whether it's a, a good one or just a headset or whatever, right? That's a start. you got to have your microphone. you got to have your recording uh equipment or your recording software that you use. So there's a bunch of different ones out there. There's a lot of free ones. Um, I use Camtasia because you can actually record and edit and everything all in one. You don't need a separate editing software. Uh, so it's kind of nice. Um, but there's a bunch of those out there and most of the stuff you can get free, right? You can even use the mic on your computer if you want to start out. Um, remember, you know, you can always get better from where you're at, right? So you got to have those things. You have your platform like your Libsyn. SoundCloud's on its own, but it's uh, got a pretty big, uh, you know, following distribution. So I like SoundCloud for that. Um, it's got a little bit of a social media presence to it. And then um, you need a website, and I use Weebly for my website. And the thing I love about Weebly, I've been using it over 10 years. I've got about 70 different websites for different businesses and things that I am part of through them. And uh, you can set up a free account with them, and it's drag and drop. Set up your website. Really nice, really easy to use. You can put a simple website up in a day and you know have that ready to go. And so you know, once you've got your, your microphone, once you've got you know your um, uh, platform that you can distribute through, your Libsyn, your SoundCloud, that sort of thing, and then you've got you – know, uh, your website and your uh, your whatever you decide on for your uh, recording and editing side, you're pretty much ready to go. Um, and then you got to uh, figure out uh, obviously your what you're going to do around your show. And so I guess if I take a step back even further, when you're planning in the beginning, you you have to decide what is your show about, what's your avatar, right? You hear that a lot. It's kind of a uh, maybe an overused buzzword, but what's your ideal? audience member what do they look like what do they feel what are they looking for why would they gravitate to you what's the message that you know they are craving that you can give to them and so for me my ideal avatar was somebody who was doing well or you know working really hard and, and moving to that next level but they were looking for that secret that one thing that they could get that could just spur them even faster to that success or that next level or or what they're looking for and so that's what we try to extract uh from the misfit entrepreneurs that we have on the show um and so once you've got that, then you got to start reaching out, finding guests. Usually, you know, a lot of times I reached out to, I was fortunate, I, I knew some pretty solid entrepreneurs, you know, uh, people that have run billion dollar companies and things like that. So I was able to get some of those to start and, and you kind of snowball from there and you figure it out, right? And you market it. So that's where social media comes in. Yes, you got to get on, you got to get on Twitter, you got to get on Facebook, LinkedIn, 
Instagram, all the different things. You set up accounts, you figure it out, you slowly start to use it. You find tools like Buffer and Crowdfire and some of the other ones that are out there to help you, Hootsuite, to uh, help manage that stuff. And then you just you just learn, right? There's There's no magic bullet to it. No, there's nothing like doing and yeah. to actually learn how to do it. So take me through um, like the, the sourcing for the guest. Um, take me through some of that, how it works for you. Do you, because um, I've had some people say, oh, if somebody applies, you know, or somebody lets me know, then I put them on there. But I think there's got to be some sort of process to say this person will be good for the show or this mm -hmm. person may not be right for the audience and maybe it goes back to understanding your avatar but how does that work for you as far as deciding on guests for the show well i produce my show's a weekly show so i'm pretty picky about the guests that i do bring on because essentially i've got 50 52 a year right and so it's not like uh you know like you know, people like you know very successful probably the most well-known successful podcaster john lee dumas does a show seven days a week so you need 360 people a year that are relevant that's a that's a big task it's a tall order um that he's figured out how to do and that's one of the reasons that makes him so successful but um i've got the luxury of being a little bit more uh picky with who we bring on so you know again um i look for a very unique entrepreneur that has been and become successful in a different way, that has built a unique business, that has a, a great story to tell. Because one of the things you find when you start picking apart um, you know, people and learning more about them is that the story of what got them there offers some of the best advice and best lessons than you can ever get. You know, there's some amazing stuff you can get from what they know now and what they do, but how they got there from zero to, you know, wherever, a hundred million or five million or 10 or whatever it is, um, how they did that, how they built it, how they created it, how they managed to keep it together in the tough times and all that stuff is where you find the real gold, if you will. And so when I, um, have somebody apply to the show, I always do a 15 or 20 minute call and I, I kind of do a pre-call with them to learn a little bit more about them, learn that story and see what gold essentially they have to make sure that um, they're a really good fit for what we're trying to convey for our audience or avatar and that sort of thing. And so uh, some people, after talking with them and stuff, we mutually agree, it, you know, it, it's probably not the right show for you, for the message that you want to put out too, um, but I can refer them to others. Um, but, uh, nowadays, obviously it's, uh, it's a little easier to get guests. I have a lot more people coming and reaching out and seeking us out, but, um, I do still, uh, go big. So I do still go after the top people in their fields. I'll reach out to them. I'll either network to them. I'm, uh, I think, um, one of the things that's helpful for everybody to think about, um, is you're never more than two or three people really removed from who you want to get to. And so, you know, whether it's through contacts on LinkedIn or uh, your personal network or that sort of thing, um, it's amazing how you can get to connect with somebody. And obviously, warm introductions are always the best. So I will typically research somebody that I want to have on that's, you know, maybe a, a huge best-selling author or a, a very famous, you know, uh, influencer, entrepreneur, that sort of thing. And if I don't know them directly, I will um, see in my network who may know them and be able to make that introduction. I've had uh, a couple people that are, you know, uh, come on that are some of the absolutely the tops in their field. Um, uh, a great example is like Craig Ballantyne. 
um, who is the uh, he owns Early to Rise, which is probably the most successful uh, internet uh, daily newsletter for health, wealth, and that sort of thing uh, that exists out there. Millions of subscribers around the world and everything, and um, just connecting through actually Twitter with some people around him uh, was able to get in touch with him. And you know, he actually uh, said, "Why am I not on your show?" And I'm like, "Great question. Let's get you on." And then through him, I met some of his contacts and everything else that have come on the show. You know, guys that do hundreds of millions of dollars. On the internet and stuff, so it's been um, it's been one of those things where you just kind of get in, you just work it, and you go to the next level and the next level, and it's amazing what you can uncover. That is like a golden nugget because the same thing for me is that I have had so much success reaching people um, mainly via Twitter and LinkedIn, but people that I probably would not have had a reason to speak to besides asking them to be on the show. So the podcast has been a great way for me to reach people that, you know, I wouldn't have had that opportunity to in the past. And so I've got now a lineup of guests where I was worried, you know, one of the reasons I was stalling and getting started, I was worried about where am I going to get guests from, you know, and trying to figure out that rhythm. Do I want once a week? Do I want more than that? And so that was definitely one of the things that hindered me. But once I launched that first show, I have not had any trouble having applications come in or if I reach out to somebody, it's no problem. See my assistant and let's get on the calendar. So it's been it's been huge as far as um, just reaching out to people that weren't in my current circle. Absolutely. And and that's it just kind of builds on itself. But it goes back to, again, that why. Right. If you don't have a strong why behind what you're doing. The, the work, you got to put it in. I mean, to do an episode, cut an episode, do the edits, write the show notes, get it up on a site, get it through into your platform, get it distributed, schedule it up, and stay at that consistently week in and week out or day in and day out, whatever interval you're going or, or whatever it is, is it's, it's work and it's a commitment. And so you've got to have that that why you've got to have that really strong backing that keeps you going when, you know, sometimes, and I won't lie, I mean, especially in the beginning, you know, it's like, gosh, I know that I, you know, the hours I'm spending on this, I could put into one of my other businesses and I could be making a lot more money. Right. You know, I could be making money off of it, right? Um, especially in the beginning, you're not really making anything. I was fortunate to have one sponsor because I knew somebody. But, um, you know, it, it, so it takes that why at that point to remind yourself, and it's like, why am I doing this? I'm doing it because I want to leave my daughter, Hannah, something that she can have the rest of her life. I would do this without an audience. And so for me, that you know changes that mindset, keeps you going, gets you rocking again and everything else. And um, I, don't ever underestimate yourself though either. Look, if you can't get a guest, you've got amazing information. Share it with the world. Right. Don't hold it in. Yeah, that's what somebody so, just said. You could be your own guest. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Interview yourself. It's kind of funny, actually. Your audience, even though it's small or large, whatever size, would enjoy that. So um, I actually sprinkle a, a thing in that uh, into the podcast now. I, I do it as a separate episode um, in addition to the regular episodes. But it it it's kind of born out of that same thing to leave my daughter behind stuff. And it's me, and they're called Lessons for Hannah. And so they're like 10, 15 minutes at the most where I just I speak like I'm talking to her. Like it's just me and her having a conversation uh, and I impart a lesson that I know or, you know, something that I a mistake I made that I learned something from that, you know, she can, you know, have that knowledge and everything. And, it, and these things hit me out of the blue 
And I sit down and I, I write, you know, three paragraphs on a page and I just cut it and go and put it out there. And it's amazing. Some of those episodes have, have become the most popular episodes. Wow, that's a great idea. Um, so what has been one of the biggest challenges you have faced in this podcasting journey? One of the biggest challenges. Um, I think one of the biggest challenges is once you do get some momentum and you kind of get that 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 uh, taste of success is making sure that you understand that um, you may not always you you may not always have that right. You get that little taste, you get that initial success, you get a you have an episode that gets a ton of downloads, but then your next one, eh, maybe not so much, right? And so it's it's making sure that you are in it for the long haul and that you look at it that way and not the short term. I think a lot of people think they're going to get into podcast and they're going to all of a sudden, you know, just kill it and they're going to have sponsors paying them a hundred thousand dollars a year and all this other stuff or more. And it, it just, it doesn't, it doesn't happen overnight. Rome's not built in a day. And I'm, you know, I like to move I, when I, like I said, when I set a deadline, I set it, I go get it and everything else. So, you know, for me, you know, just personally, it's something that, you know, I, when I train my inner self and my, I coach myself on is that, that patience, that understanding that, you know, you got to be in it for the long haul and you got to be consistent and everything else. And that if you haven't reached a level that you want to as of yet, or you thought you were close, but then you kind of fell off, you know, you keep yourself going. They push it on harder. There, you pour it on harder, and so it's it's that self coaching, that self um, training you have to do yourself. Uh, one of the things that I'm known for when I speak and do keynotes is around the mind and the conditioning of the mind. And so, um, understanding where your conditioning comes from, understanding how to stop you know those negative things when they come in, being able to redirect them and that sort of thing is is not something you can just learn and do once. It's something that you have to constantly work on and constantly make sure you're aware of so that you can, um, you know, make sure that it's not uh, debilitating to you or inhibiting your success. And so um, I would say for anybody that, um, you know, is going to get into this, you got to not only have a strong why, but you got to look at it um, like you're in it for the long haul. Excellent. So what let me ask you this. I have found the podcast community to be extremely helpful. What has been your thought or have you worked with other podcasters in working with the podcast community? Yeah, uh, you know, everybody's so gracious and open and willing to share. I mean, if it's not personally talking with them, if you, you just go to any, you know, anybody's sites, you know, for the most part, and there's a wealth of knowledge available on there. And, you know, some people, you know, that's what they, they make like almost a second business out of teaching people how to podcast and that sort of thing. In fact, that's what, that's one of the things John Lee Dumas is that he's got his whole podcasting community and stuff, but he gives you a wealth of free information and, you know, uh, a number of these guys do that. So, and, 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 and gals. And so the, um, the thing is, is just go look for it, go searching, get on, get on, Google, start searching around. It's amazing what you can find. And then reach out to some people that you resonate with. And it's amazing how often that they will uh, connect with you or respond to you. Um, it's the same in the blogging community. It's, uh, you know, bloggers, uh, they love getting a comment on their blog, 
right? If you want to connect with somebody that maybe you want to interview a blogger uh, that's really famous or or that is somebody you really like and resonate with, you'll notice a lot of times there's not a lot of comments left for their blog posts and stuff like that. Leave a comment. Tell them how much you like it. Share some of your knowledge with it. Um, you establish a relationship, and it's amazing You know, within a month or so how much of a great relationship you have with somebody, and they come on your show or they offer you advice or connect you with somebody and so on. So um, it's it's people. It's connecting. It's who we are, right? Um, so that's don't shy away from it. So in closing, I want to ask you, what is the best tip that you have received or best nugget you have heard on your podcast? Oh my gosh, of all the nuggets, right? We have this. Mm, right. uh, we have this thing that we end uh, every episode with called the Misfit Three, and these are the three things that. Um, you want to leave the audience with that they can take, put into action in their lives and that sort of thing. So we get some amazing advice uh, from you know the misfit entrepreneurs when it comes to that point. So um, I can't boil it down to one, but I can, you know, from hearing all these misfit threes, boil it down to a few concepts that, you know, really seem to resonate across uh, the group of entrepreneurs uh, that we've interviewed, uh, at least to date. Um, and the, fir- the first one is be yourself. Be genuine. Be yourself. That's what people want to see. That's what people want to connect with. Don't try to be somebody you're not. Don't try to create a personality that you're not. Be you, be authentic, be real, um, be genuine. So that's the the first thing I would say is a a really uh, great piece of advice, I think, for anybody in any uh, type of business, any type of uh, environment. Um, And, you know, the second thing is, and and this is maybe more of a very specific one, but uh, it it seems to be something that it's worked for me for years, and I know that just about Everybody that I talk to in some form or another does this. Um, if you don't have a schedule for planning and uh, preparing for your daily success, you really should put some effort into doing that. Even if it's getting up 30 minutes earlier and writing a to-do list of what you got to do for the day, you will be amazed at how much more you can get done, how more productive you can be, and how much more successful you can be. Um, it's It's – Time is the great equalizer. We all have the same amount of it, right? So why are some people able to do so much more, able to create so much more value and everything in the same amount of time that everyone else has? And it really comes down to this secret. And I actually call it winning in the margins. I actually just wrote a blog post about winning in the margins and gave a bunch of examples about that and put that on our site. Um, Because it's these little things that the successful do that set them apart. You think about like an Olympic 100 meter dash. It's one by one hundredth of a second. It's that infinitely small of a difference that makes a, the gold medalist versus, you know, really almost everybody else. And you have to think that same way in your endeavors, your business, podcast, whatever you do. There are little tiny things that if you just get really good at them, do them just enough better than the others that are out there, it will set you apart in a huge, huge way. And so one of the things that a lot of people always come back to is that they they plan their day, they have a system for doing that, and they maximize their productivity. There's a million other things, but if you can find one or two ways to win in the margins, 
at what you do, um, it's going to infinitely increase your success versus uh, those you're competing against or you know the the uh, your peers and that sort of thing. Wow, it's huge. I mean, I always um, am advising my clients to study success. So it's um, kind of the similar uh, tactic and then to not waste time. I think time is one of the biggest um, factors, just like you said, for anybody. My, um, my grandmother used to always say, um, don't let anybody waste your time or jeopardize your health. Um, so for her, that was uh, definitely one of the um, nuggets that she left me with. So, Dave, I want to thank you so much for joining us today and for just answering my tweet um, <laughs> and uh, jumping on here um, with me very quickly. So I appreciate it. And uh, thanks so much. No, thank you. It's been a pleasure to be on with you. And, uh, you know, always available for people if they do want to connect or have a question, hit me up on Twitter, hit, hit me up through a site at misfitentrepreneur.com. You know, if I can help in some way, shape or form, you know, don't hesitate to ask. It's that's what it's about. And it's it's a lot of fun to help others succeed. All right. Thank you. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of Entrepreneurs Think Tank. We know the journey of entrepreneurship is not easy. But when you dive into the think tank, we hope to make your experience a little better than it may have been. Until next week, enjoy the journey.